0: Welcome to Class Half Full. Hi, everyone. Welcome to our first episode of Class Half Full. I'm Jordan Gunn. I play the cello, and I'm from Champaign, Illinois.
1: And my name is Ben Nettleback. I play the trombone, and I am from Martinsville, New Jersey. We wanted to make this podcast because we think classical music has kind of developed a stuffy stigma, and we don't think it's very stuffy. No, not Um, at all. We don't think it's very boring or inapproachable, but... Lots lots Unapproachable. (laughs) Yep, I speak English. Um, A lot of people do feel that way unfortunately and And I think
0: that's mostly the fault of the musician I
1: think there's just a lot that we can do that we don't do so we're trying to do it with this podcast
0: yes and we also just wanted to show you some of our favorite pieces while we do this because there's so much out there and there's such a variety Mm -hmm. and it's kind of hard to find exactly what is your favorite sometimes so we wanted to give you a wide variety of music over this over the next few episodes Um, So you can kind of have a greater understanding of what you like.
1: Yeah, I think classical music has kind of gotten pigeonholed into either the music of your grandparents or the music you uh, turn on quietly and study to.
0: Right, exactly.
1: And I think there's just so much more out there that's so exciting and innovative. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And people don't even know that it exists.
0: Music that for us is impossible to study to. Yeah. You just, you can't. You just get so distracted listening to it. I can't
1: concentrate even when I'm reading a book. If there's music playing in the background, yeah. I completely lose my train of thought.
0: Right. So we don't want to ruin that music for you guys, but right, we want to show some more music that you can listen to mm-hmm. just for the fun of it, just yeah. to explore your mind. And-,
1: and also open some people up to the idea of maybe going to a live concert. Yes, um, which we, we love, find very important. We love recordings, but uh, going to a live concert is definitely way more enjoyable, and it's much more enjoyable if you can understand what's going on and if you have some strategies on ways to understand it.
0: Yeah, and it's very affordable. It's as much as a movie ticket. Yeah. Um, so, And there are great ensembles, mm-hmm. orchestras, small groups that Nearly you can go to. Nearly every
1: city in the United States has a great orchestra. Yeah, and, and, they and don't small just towns play, too. They don't just play... Uh, strictly classical, they do a lot of pop music. Um, mm-hmm. I know the National Symphony in Washington DC has collaborated with Kendrick Lamar. Oh, cool. Um, and I didn't know that. I, I don't really know that much about pop music. but <laughs> um, So we came up with three methods of listening to classical music.
0: Yes, that we use to understand it a little bit better.
1: Yeah. And I don't think they're actually even very difficult. Uh, they're not anything that's really complicated. Right.
0: You don't need an advanced degree in musicology, or uh-huh. music theory to understand this. Yeah. Very, very simple methods um, that make mm-hmm. everything a lot more fun to listen to.
1: So we wanted to talk today about some symphonies that we really enjoy and use them as examples to flex these uh, techniques, flex the techniques that we're (laughs) going to be talking about. Maybe let's just talk about a symphony first. Mm -hmm. And maybe Jordan, you want to
0: explain that? Sure. So a symphony is both the style of composition as well as the ensemble. So Mm -hmm. when you go hear the symphony, you're listening to the symphony orchestra with um, strings, winds, brass, and percussion. But the symphony itself the music that they're playing is the written composition Mm -hmm.
1: so a lot of times orchestras will play symphonies but it's not the only kind of piece they can play right Uh, a lot of times they'll play concertos which are for solo instruments and orchestra um, or overtures which are meant to be kind of like a a preview for what's to Mm -hmm. come Um, so
0: we'll show you those examples throughout um, the next few episodes, but for today we want to just stick with Some symphonies. the symphony uh-huh. and also um, yeah, a suite form as well. But it's, it's very, yeah. very similar to just the symphony.
1: Uh-huh. So the symphony is comprised of four movements or segments of music mm-hmm. uh, with little pauses in between. And generally a symphony is written around a central theme or an idea. Mm-hmm. So it's perfect for this first method.
0: Yes. So the first method is following a central theme or motive and Mm -hmm. the best composer that we found for that was beethoven he's probably one of the most famous composers i'm sure a lot of you recognize his name his fifth symphony specifically has a very strong and short motive mm-hmm. that gets carried throughout the entire piece. Super
1: famous. It's been used in car commercials, TV shows, mm-hmm. movies, Super Bowl,
0: Super Bowl commercials.
1: So let's listen to that opening motive. We're mm-hmm. just going to listen to the first tenth, uh, the first ten seconds of yeah. the Fifth Symphony. Lots of numbers. Um, and this <laughs> is the Vienna Philharmonic conducted by Carlos Kleiber.
0: Try and count how many times you can hear the motive being passed around. <laughs> Ben, how many times did you count?
1: Uh, I lost count.
0: I got twelve. So anybody out there also got twelve? That'd be great. Anybody got thirteen?
1: Whoa! I you don't know. Stomp me. Once I get past the ten fingers, I it's really hard.
0: <laughs> Run out. <laughs> Start using your toes. So we wanted to just talk about why this is interesting to us and why it's important and a good yeah. way to listen to music. Um, the motive itself is very well related to the composer. Um, mm-hmm. He was a very stubborn guy. He was going deaf throughout his uh, musical career. And Ouch. at the time that he was writing this symphony, he was he had lost about like 60% of his hearing. Um, not fun. Not fun. And then throughout the rest of his career, he, he continued to compose while completely deaf. <laughs> so this guy was a very stubborn... Um, frustrated. frustrated man. And you can kind of hear that in the motive, we think. Because it's those four notes. Bum, 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 bum. And the first three are the exact same pitch. So it's it's as if he can't move away from that pitch. He's mm-hmm, yeah. trying really hard and then finally gets yeah. there. And then as he keeps repeating the motive, you get this idea that like he can't move on. He's mm-hmm. he's, he's stuck. stuck in the motive. Yeah, He's trying really hard to explore new ways, but it's still surrounded by mm-hmm. that idea, that motive. I
1: think it's important to to recognize that there are other themes in mm-hmm. the piece. Yes. Because it's, uh, it's a pretty long symphony. Mm-hmm. Um, it's at least 45 minutes. But it, it always comes back to that original theme. Right. Um, throughout the four movements, you can see that the theme changes and grows and develops, but it's always at its core, those four notes. Right. In some form.
0: Yes. So let's listen to the end of the first movement so you can see how... It has grown and um, been played by lots of different instruments, mm-hmm. but it's still based off of yeah. that that same theme. So let's let's take a look at that.
1: Thanks so much for listening to this preview of our new podcast, Class Half Full.
0: Special thanks to Brett Copeland for not only writing and mastering our super awesome theme music, but also playing tuba in it alongside Julie Gunn on the keyboard. And if you're listening closely, you might even hear us playing our instruments.
1: We hope you enjoyed what you heard today and that you'll stay tuned for the fall release of the rest of the show, where we will cover anything and everything classical music, from the symphony to the art song to even the polka band.